1: The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30am The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready?
2: Milton Glick for Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvordie Road. Summer in San Antonio means color in San Antonio yards. How's your yard looking? Could it use a little bit of color? I can help you with that. How about a little bit of yellow? You need some? Let me tell you what I got. Come on over here. I got the on sale right now with its beautiful yellow flowers amongst the dark green foliage for just sixteen eighty eight in the three gallon container. You cannot beat the beautiful gold star Esperanza. Its beautiful golden yellow bell shaped flowers are absolutely wonderful, attracting hummingbirds and butterflies, and you'll love it for just nineteen eighty eight in the twelve inch pot. Can I get you something in the purple, maybe? How about Vitex, Texas Lilac, also known as Mexican Lavender or Chase Tree? You've seen them blooming around San Antonio right now. And in the five-gallon container, they're just sixteen eighty-eight. And be sure to check out the Texas Star Hibiscus over at Millburgers with a profusion of red or white flowers that will bloom all summer, and it's fourteen eighty-eight. All these at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road
3: nature lovers in san antonio and central texas are very fortunate nature is all around us and we have the opportunity to fill our world with birds butterflies and more and guess what it's easier than you think with the help of wild birds unlimited how wild birds unlimited nature stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary whether you're a novice or an expert wild birds unlimited makes nature wishes come true let's say you want a feeder that attracts a certain bird or one that keeps squirrels away maybe you just want to sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder wild birds will help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary what else will you find at wild birds unlimited just unique items for the nature enthusiast you'll find binoculars wind chimes tilly hats carved canes art for the home and more wild birds unlimited nature stores with three san antonio and shirts locations like 3820 fm 3009 at green valley road or call 566-8808 that's
1: 566-8808 the views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30am The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready?
2: And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch is here, and he's answering a question off the air. So uh, you were very nice to that lady, not making her be on there, and she did not want to be on the air, did she? <laughs> She so, said she'd some be embarrassed. Some what, what, is, what could she possibly be asking Calvin that she'd uh. be embarrassed about? Well, now she's waving me off. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to be on the air. Well, what's going on? Let me give you the phone number, 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free. It's 866-308-8867.
4: I wanted to tell you that uh, Dennis said that we shouldn't be that hot on the porch today because uh, summer doesn't officially start until June 21st, which is this coming week. No, oh. summer solstice is June 21st.
2: That's uh, Wednesday. At, uh, is that Thursday. 12:24.
4: Then
2: what? you then you can say you're hot. Oh, thanks. Okay, well, yeah, it's it's cool out here on the porch. So uh. cool, yeah. uh. Calvin. You're, you're a little loud. There we go. All right. Um, well, Jerry said head. Jerry said Dennis says it's not hot yet cuz it's not officially summer. Yeah, it's summer. not officially summer so we can't say we're hot.
5: Oh. And that, you mean 100 degrees doesn't count if that's too far?
4: That doesn't count until till summer solstice is yeah. officially here. 21st.
2: And that's the longest day of the year. Yeah. And then what is that? Is that Wednesday, I guess? Wednesday's the 21st? Uh-huh. Yeah, guess so. But I right. would I no, notice
5: and I didn't remember this last year. But when you uh, about nine o'clock last night, you open the door and it's just like oh, it, was, it pushes was, you. Yeah, yeah it, was it was hot and sticky. Heat. It was hot pushes and, you pushes right into the into the house. Yeah. so I don't know. We didn't have too many. We didn't have very many hundred degree temperatures last
4: last year. I don't think. Uh, yesterday we had a very successful uh, big tomato contest top or top tomato, tomato contest, yeah. and. Uh, Big Zach won the uh, uh, largest tomato.
5: Which nobody knows
4: about. Uh, yeah. One, one well, uh, we had, well, Dennis, our man. Oh, Dennis, and, uh, Dennis, Dennis had got had on sen- the case. Sen- yeah. sen- got on the case. It weighed uh, one pound, 12 ounces. It was a big thing. And it wasn't extreme. I don't remember it being extremely ugly like a lot no, of, I a think lot a of old, times those big yeah. ones are. And they didn't. They didn't look. I mean, mouth. The shape was always messed up on a
5: big. And they weren't as huge as it seems like there were some years. So. No.
2: So I think we've no, had we've had over two pounders before. No, they weren't quite as large. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and
4: big Zach, to give you
2: a description,
4: uh, eighty days. Eighty days it takes to mature. This prize winner was bred by many. Zakara, a a New Jersey gardener who tirelessly sought sought to perfect uh, cross-pollination of two heirlooms, finally creating this enormous tomato with fruits that repeatedly tipped the scale at an amazing 46 pounds. Uh, We know that you love it for its quality and its size. An excellent tomato in every respect, meaty, delicious, very disease resistant. Even though it doesn't say what it's disease resistant, I, I don't think it is. And a true grow, a true growing each, a true growing each time it's planted. Furthermore, it has impeccable, impeccable ancestors. A beautiful red heirloom beefsteak type. And a large pink open-pollinated beefsteak heirloom, so it's a it's out of beefsteak uh, tomatoes. It's indeterminate. Calvin, you were asking me was it? the other day. So um, it it's it's a big it's a big growing plant. So uh, that's that's the history. It came out in New Jersey.
5: New Jersey,
4: yeah, they Jersey. L-
5: l- they grow a lot of good tomatoes and.
4: And, it's, and if, it's you, the garden if you remember, state.
5: and yeah, and then peaches, and,
4: yeah, and if you remember, all the big pumpkins up in that country, I guess the cool nights and warm days, yeah. are, and uh, they tendons. got uh
5: sandy soils, uh, I guess, off of uh on that lower end,
4: yeah, it's
5: a, a lot mean, of agriculture there. Well, and then
4: and they grow a lot of vegetables, yeah, I mean, commercial, vegetables. a fair, a fairly good market right there for uh, yeah, for uh. Yeah, a vegetables. lot of people, Yeah, <laughs> a lot of miles to feed. But anyway, that's the story on uh, Big Mac, I, I mean Big Zach. I don't know, hybrid tomato. Uh, he, he, he sent me a, uh, so if you want to find, uh, he sent me a website, a website. Uh, uh with some information about it so if you want to get information for yourself and uh, and maybe order seed it, it, he he didn't didn't i didn't get a source of seed uh, uh, you, uh but uh do, gonna, do a web search for big zach Z-A-C, hybrid tomato and now you'll find you, you know that tomato. that under two pounds area that
5: you uh if you worked at it and uh i guess if you thin some of those tomatoes off you could get the red douche you could get a two pounder yeah got it off, uh, off of there so you would yeah. be be in that you could be in that com- compete in that largest tomato realm
4: but i was excited what came in second was uh 1823 oh yeah
5: that that's unexpected then we describe it as a medium sized tomato and
4: 1823 was the grand champion
5: yeah that was
4: it. and uh, 1823 I, 1823 yeah I'm the, real, the rodeo tomato for this
5: year yeah that's great that I'm real happy with it it was a, one of the earliest i never saw any blossom rot we had a few gardeners that said they've seen some blossom rot but i haven't seen any on it um, and it, it was uh, it was there early it was as quick as uh, as tycoon, yeah. Uh, so, so that was that's good quality.
4: Another, small, yeah. r- small uh, stem scar. Uh huh. you don't and, have much waste of and
5: large, medium to large fruit. Yeah, nice. You yeah. know, nice size. Good for sandwiches and uh, cooking.
4: Yeah. Now we've got some uh, pictures uh, taken at yesterday' deal. Is if anybody wants to go to plantanswers.com and you'll see that the uh the picture the the photos that are rotating in what we call a gallery of of images uh you click on that gallery of images are uh, there there of the uh top tomato contest from 16 i think but uh my webmaster put those in on last night i put the ones that i took uh uh this week uh last night and uh just go open up the gallery of of of, of, of uh of pictures which is on the front Those page are of planet uh, yeah yeah and uh they're at the bottom of the gallery the the pictures that I took yesterday at the bottom of the gallery and it shows the uh eighteen twenty three. Uh he wrote it on there with an indelible marker and uh uh, and so that's that's the grand champion, and I also got some pictures of our ju- our our qualified maybe qualified judges. I think they did pretty good this year. Uh,
6: I, I did. I actually picked one of the winners about ten minutes before they did. Oh, did you? Yeah. My uh, my other first choice ended up uh, not in the top two. So. Uh
5: oh. Well, that's not as bad as
6: last, learned- last year when <laughs> Jerry, Jerry
5: and I had a. <laughs> We're cer- certain we had it, uh, <laughs> you know. There's obviously the winners there, and uh, none of them even <laughs> placed for some reason. Well,
6: I learned something because uh, I, I he, he took the one off of the three plate and picked the best one off of that uh-huh. and was going for grand champion. I was thinking it was the whole plate, so I wasn't paying attention to that last year, but uh, I thought that was pretty neat.
4: Well, that like everybody the-
6: got another shot at it.
4: I, like I said, I, it, it was 1823, but I was wondering if that wasn't the 1823 that was entered in the large, largest uh, tomato contest. came in second, and uh, it's a pretty tomato, and I'm just wondering, you only have to have one in that kind of category.
6: Yeah, it wasn't the one in the biggest one. It wasn't? No. Okay, okay. Although I heard that the marker thing affected that.
2: Oh, quit
6: it. I'm just telling you what I overheard.
2: The marker thing?
4: What did I miss?
6: Some of them had black marker on them. Yeah, the he
4: marked, marked the tomatoes. Really?
2: Uh, uh, So we know what the varieties were. Oh, and that, that okay, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> I'm you know, going, David, if you were a
6: were... consumer at H-E-B, would you grab the tomato that oh, had black like, marker on it? I would. It? You're, it
2: you're, you're asking for
4: trouble. <laughs>
6: I'm, I'm just going if to I saw it that hurt. it was
4: 1823 and I'd heard so many good things about 1823, I'd grab it.
5: We're going to have to. We're David
4: gonna, makes these. Rules. We're going to
5: have to solidify these rules and have a security officer. Yeah, I think so
4: oh. watch uh, veto David and his weird deals.
6: But I think he did. I think he did a darn good job.
4: I think he did too. I hate to admit it. It's, it ain't
6: easy being a judge of these things.
2: Oh no. Uh, people are looking at him. What's your home address again? Just asking. Uh, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Don't be threatened, but.
4: Because uh, <laughs> uh, people people love their tomatoes. I mean, they put a lot of work in, in the tomatoes. Yeah, they sure. They sure took the time to come over here. Well, so. uh,
5: I get a kick out of it because they're nonchalant in the, in the weeks before and before the contest starts. But some of those same people that were just relaxed and casual were over there. Uh, making the steely uh, darts at the judges and wondering why these didn't get picked and those didn't get picked. So once the competition starts, it get, stirs up a little bit, a little it more tension. It goes
2: from just friendly conversation yeah. Yeah. in front of the judges
4: to... Wait till you wait do you get to do youngsters. Except for the, for the buy weight
6: thing. That lady, she yeah. already knew she had it. She'd been, she was smiling on the porch the entire time. <laughs>
4: Oh, the Big Zach lady?
6: Yeah.
4: Well, I wondered about the Big Zach because it had a a big stem on it. Did you notice that big, heavy? That stem could have added a couple of ounces. Got it.
2: But I didn't say anything. Thank you. You're a smart man. (laughs) All right. So, Trace, uh, we always uh, spend this time talking about either what's coming in or the plant of the weekend or... Uh, sometimes we talk about um, just coming up events and stuff like that. And in fact, sometimes we even talk about all of them. So where do you want to start?
6: Uh, let's talk about next weekend. All right. There's still a few spots left for the birds of prey. Uh, there was an age limit on there. I think you have to be over five. I think you have to be under 100. But for the kids, you got to be uh, under 14, I think.
5: Because I've got this particularly aggressive mexican eagle and if you're littler than
6: five yeah i can't pick maybe, you up.
5: yeah it may take you away who knows
6: so uh anyway there's a, last time i looked there was two maybe three spots still open for uh for seating but you know adults everybody's going to enjoy it you can actually there will be some standing room for people that don't actually get signed up they'll be able to watch i know i'll be standing there for part of the time
2: we talked to ian yesterday and uh if you missed it it was fascinating what wild, what uh, birds of prey folks do. So, um, yeah, call four nine seven three seven six zero right now to uh, reserve those last few spots in that standing room. Four nine seven three seven six zero. And again, you can uh, make sure you know about all these things by making sure you touch base with Nursery dot com. That's Nursery dot com.
4: All right. So. Uh, wait a minute, Milton. Yesterday, Milton asked about the. Uh, if rescued birds ever return to the yeah you know to, to from where after they're released and uh just just a cup uh last week i guess uh Dennis found a found a video or something uh, an article and a video uh, uh, uh and he actually gave the uh place where where you can look at the video but anyway, a heartwarming, heartwarming uh, moment, a giant condor flies in to thank the man who nursed him back to health after he fell from his mother's nest as a baby. A man in Argentina rescued a condor when it was a chick and fell from its nest. Emotional video shows the condor returning and the prayer embracing the, the clip embracing in the clip. so i guess some of them uh, do return to the to where uh, f- from where they were released.
2: it made sense did it make sense to you calvin you're more bird sensitive <laughs> well i'm 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 sure they do but i think that's one of the things
5: they try i think they look on themselves as being more successful if they do not return
2: uh, so, are, wait, are most Maybe of the They birds, want to
5: be independent and out there in the
2: population, yeah. I didn't think to ask this yesterday. Are the birds of prey that he mentioned, like hawks, eagles, vultures... Uh, what else did he mention? Do you remember? Anyway, are they migratory birds? The hawks are. Some are. Some are? Okay. Well, those were the ones that would make sense. Yeah. It's like your purple martins. Vultures, vultures are, too. Are they?
5: Okay. Well, but it's some of them just go a few miles and then yeah. some of them go okay. a lot long distance.
4: I know they they always talk about hawks and eagles. Yeah, yeah, that, for sure. And yeah, coming we, back to and we get South uh, Texas.
5: We get some nesting hawks, but we also get right. wintering hawks. Right, too.
4: right, that's what I was saying. And uh, and eagles,
5: Mexican, e- I think the Mexican eagles have a are say, stay put.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like, they're like yeah. That buzzards stay put, don't now, they?
5: No, some of them move, do they? Yeah, don't you? The uh, there's one. There's a famous uh, place where they the Hinkley, isn't it, where the where the buzzards come back every year. Not just like the Martin the swallows and things, but they. Oh,
4: that's right. Oh, uh, the old but timer, that's further north. Yeah, the old old timers say that that spring is officially here when the buzzards return to rock springs yeah but <laughs> that's I, what i've heard <laughs> but i
5: think the, i think the line where they uh a lot of the northern birds there's a, the line is relatively close to here where where they come and stay yeah they don't necessarily go to south america or anything so interesting
2: I don't want the buzzards leaving. We'll be in trouble. No, that's right. $11,000 uh, of vultures. Uh, uh,
4: vulture, yeah. Well, and,
5: and that's one of the other things, Trace, that we talked about with Ian was that uh, the education program that people gain. You know, oh, yeah. And
6: they, they talk about each and every bird and its habits and what they eat. So uh-huh. It's very, very educational. Yeah.
5: And then you hold your breath as they swoop over your
6: right.
5: in your. I can some see, them the, I see the mothers grasping their babies.
2: <laughs> All right, so let's see. So that's four nine seven three seven six zero. You can call that number to make your reservation for this uh, event that's happening next Saturday, uh, starting at ten. Sounded like it went till about eleven or so. Eleven or eleven thirty. Yeah. Milton, um, Milton tried to talk him into a two-hour program. Yeah, he said uh. he said it wasn't two hours. He was quick on that one. He said forty-five minutes. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to gum in late for this one. So, all right, that's one thing. All right, Trace, what's next? Do you want to talk about?
6: Uh, plant of the weekend.
2: Weekend, weekend, weekend.
6: All right, so most people are familiar with coral vine. or another name is Queen's Crown. They're traditionally a pastel pink. Uh, over the years, they've developed uh, other colors, red. Uh, I've got a hold of some white. And, all right. Uh, so it's a... That's pretty. It's a vine that that freezes to the ground every year, so you go and you clean it up and it grows very, very quickly once it warms up. It'll fill up your trellis and everything uh, all the way back up to the top. And it'll have these clusters of blooms that uh, look like grapes. Right. But it's a white real pretty color.
2: Cool. And we had listeners that called in yesterday that were kind of saying about how much they like the coral vines.
5: If you're worried about the uh, um nectar the pollen pollinating insects this is one of those uh, plants that's listed as a top uh, top uh, attractant and food source for bees and butterflies and
4: i've seen it with every flower has a bee on it that's right i mean oh, it's really thick wow just I mean, thick i was trying to take pictures you know and if you're trying to get a picture of a bee on a flower that coral vine is the one to go to and that white mixed in with that uh, yellow yeah, color, spectacular. All right. But it's so a pure
2: white. We started off with 12. We have about eight left. Does that sound right? That sounds right. All right. So uh, here's what Millburgers does for you, which is really cool. All right. So if you want one, but you're like, eh, I can't make it there today. This sounded great. You can call 497-3760 and just tell them, I want two. I want one. I want." We only have eight. So just get you can get eight <laughs> if you want, but uh, call them and tell them what you want, and they'll put them aside for you. And uh, then uh, you can just come pick them up tomorrow or maybe Tuesday and pick them up soon. Uh, be fair now, but uh, anyway, so uh, just call them at 497-3760. or just come on by today and get them quick so that nobody calls and uh, and takes them away from you.
4: So have you seen any Carl Vine in Austin? I don't know. Have you seen any in Waco? No, I don't know. They freeze out. Oh, they freeze and die. So it's it's all, almost a plant that's specific for San Antonio and south.
6: Now, if you go, if you're there's some real down. nice samples in uh, New Brunswick uh, Yeah, I've seen growing out uh, on that property. They do all the FFA stuff. Yeah,
4: right? yeah. But it's 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 a unique plant for our area. Uh, I guess. I get, it, I get. It. I, well, they do. They freeze out in the winter. We, were, the reason I know that is because we were thinking about making that a Texas superstar. We, you know, they had a red one for right. a while, Fandango, and um so we were trying to. We were thinking about making that a Texas superstar, but uh, Texas superstars are kind of. We we would like for them to be. um cold hardy in, in a large percentage of the state and we find out that uh, Coral Vine was not so we didn't make it
2: a Texas Superstar hey we need to take a break All right, 308 take a break, Milton. I'm going to do that right now for you 308-8867 thank you Trace 308-8867 more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road right here on 930 AM The Answer It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulevordy Road. Summer in San Antonio means color in San Antonio yards. How's your yard looking? Could it use a little bit of color? I can help you with that. How about a little bit of yellow? You need some? Let me tell you what I got. Come on over here. I got Thoralis on sale right now with its beautiful yellow flowers amongst the dark green foliage for just 16 88 in the three-gallon container. You cannot beat the beautiful Gold Star Esperanza. Its beautiful golden yellow bell-shaped flowers are absolutely wonderful, attracting hummingbirds and butterflies, and you'll love it for just nineteen eighty eight in the 12-inch pot. Can I get you something in the purple, maybe? How about Vitex, Texas Lilac, also known as Mexican Lavender or Chase Tree? You've seen them blooming around San Antonio right now. And in the five-gallon container, they're just 16.88. And be sure to check out the Texas Star Hibiscus over at Millburgers with a profusion of red or white flowers that will bloom all summer, and it's 14.88. All these at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bulverdy Road.
3: Nature lovers in San Antonio and Central Texas are very fortunate. Nature is all around us And we have the opportunity to fill our world with birds, butterflies, and more. And guess what? It's easier than you think with the help of Wild Birds Unlimited. How? Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, Wild Birds Unlimited makes nature wishes come true. Let's say you want a feeder that attracts a certain bird, or one that keeps squirrels away. Maybe you just want to sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds will help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. What else will you find at Wild Birds Unlimited? Just unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores with three San Antonio and Shirts locations, like 3820 FM 3009 at Green Valley Road or call 566-8808. That's
1: 566-8808. This is Dennis Prager. When you sit down with Sergio Martinez, with Help You Sell, he'll show you exactly how their low set fee program will save you money. Call 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. Looking for a fun and free family outing this summer? Don't miss Movies by Moonlight. Each Tuesday evening in June and July at Travis Park downtown. 9.30 a.m. The Answer in the city of San Antonio. Invite you to join us each week for a great family movie. This week catch Space Jam. Free entertainment starts at 7.30 and the movie starts at dusk. Movies by Moonlight. Tuesday evenings at Travis Park. Sponsored by Dave & Buster's. University Health System. Incredible Pizza Company. And
7: Cricket Wireless. One of the Ten Commandments says to honor your father and mother. And right now, I'd like to honor my father. He fought our country's battles as part of the greatest generation in World War II. He was brave, strong, and independent. And he retired right here in San Antonio, where for the last few years of his life, he fought his final battle called Alzheimer's. I'm so proud of my father. My name is Greg Perkins. And after my own service to our country and in honor of my father, I started a company called In Home Senior Care. Since 1999, we have been providing the peace of mind that gives the honor and dignity your parents deserve by helping them remain in the home of their memories and assisting them with day-to-day activities like meal preparation, bathing assistance, housekeeping, transportation, and companionship. Honor your father or mother today by calling 210-256-CARE. And In-Home Senior Care can have a care specialist in your home today. InHomeSeniorCare.com.
8: It's not just a-
7: Take
1: 9.30 a.m. The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 9.30 a.m. The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 9.30 a.m. The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 9.30 a.m. The Answer.
2: Don't forget, next Saturday, June 24th, is one of Milburger's free gardening classes, Birds of Prey at Millburger's. To reserve your spot for this free event, call 497-3760 or go to millburgernursery.com for more information. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 308-8867, 308-8867. So can I ask you a favor? No. You can ask it. We may not give it to you. All right. Well, I know one of the items, and I thought Trace might stay up here. It's on sale, is the um, Tropical Star Hibiscus. Texas oh, Star. Texas Star, because it's a perennial hibiscus. Right. Right. Yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about perennial hibiscuses, because he has Moy Grande. And yeah. They're beautiful.
4: Yeah. Uh, Moy Grande is kind of hard to get these days, hard to find, but uh, Trace gets some in every year for us. And Flair, I imagine he's got Flair too. But uh, They're hard to get? That's my favorite one. Well, the, the, the deal is they're... They don't bloom till till later on in the in the season like now, and they don't want to sell them until they're blooming. Yeah, I got buds on them. And they're not a disciplined grower. Yeah. so they
5: take a lot of space. And but uh, gosh, yeah, they are spectacular yeah. once they're settled in.
4: and 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 they're almost indestructible once 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 you plant them in place, and. Uh, but this uh, Texas Star Hibiscus, the the neat thing about it is it's it's red. I think they found a white one. Uh, I don't know. Oh, if well, Trace has got it, yeah, he's got, got a white got, and got red. Got red and or white. White is fairly new to the market, but uh, all the red pigment in uh, perennial hibiscus comes from from uh, Texas Star Hibiscus.
2: Oh, okay.
4: And it's in the. Uh, let me see. I used to think that the that the flower was in a tex in the shape of a Texas star, which it is. But it seemed like it seemed like uh, Doctor McFadden told me one time the the guy that came up with uh, uh, Red River hibiscus and flare hibiscus, my favorite, uh, that uh, it's the petals. Yes, yeah, I'm trying to. I was thinking of
5: five, basically five petals. Yeah, it? kind right. of wind windmill almost looking.
4: Right, but anyway, uh, it's named Texas Star Hibiscus, and all the it's the original red uh, hibiscus, and all the all the breeders use Texas Star Hibiscus to impede red color to their their crosses, as as Doctor McFadden used to do in Tennessee. But uh, uh, they got the white one too, and it's pretty too. And uh, got got about the same same growth habit as the red. So you can. I remember when I planted some for my mother. Uh, I, I put several color. I put two colors in the same hole. And uh, so she could have some white blooms and some uh, some red blooms. Now the, the more grandy, uh, of course, it's kind of pinkish, but uh, and it is the uh, uh, the the uh, flower uh, second, trademark of the botanical garden, no. San Antonio botanical garden flower I mean, trademark.
5: For a while, we were claiming it was largest. than you had determined it was the second largest flower. Blooming
4: flower. Right? Yeah, uh, that. But uh, it's the l- largest one that we'll have in our landscape. Yeah. Uh, the largest one is that is a carrigan. Uh, am I saying it right? The the, the flower smells like uh, dead meat, Carrion, yeah. rotted Carrion meat, rotted right. meat. And it's. uh I've got some pictures of uh, of it uh, as it was growing. I uh, happened to be up around Stephen F. Austin. University one time several years ago, and they had one blooming there, and it's under uh, uh, questions with uh, photos uh, on plantanswers.com. It's it's a huge thing, but it it, when it blooms, it smells like rotted meat. So uh, I I still stick with. uh, uh, more grandy is as, is uh, as being the most uh, the one that you can have in your backyard, and the, the largest one, the the one that smells like rotted meat, only blooms about every ten years, eight or ten years. Thank goodness. But uh, more Grande blooms uh, quite a bit.
5: Hey, you know, uh, we've talked about a lot of good events. There's another one on Monday. The oh, that's
4: right, uh, gardening, gardening volunteers, 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 South Texas.
5: Section. Yeah. They have their gardening essentials class, and it's from noon to 3 p.m. tomorrow. And uh, we've it's Father's Day today. Yeah. And you, uh, not a lot of uh, orchids get bought for a gift for fathers, but a lot of them did get bought for Mother's Day. Oh yeah. And one, and uh, if you've got questions about how to take care of of orchids. Uh, then you want to you go to this program. Uh, Luis Valdez uh, from the Alamo Orchid Society is going to talk about his title of the program is You Can Grow Orchids in San Antonio. So if you're a little nervous think it's tough to grow, they really aren't, but if you do, for sure come to this program. Uh, that's tomorrow at noon. The second speaker then are our friends uh, Liz and Nick Campanella, um, there
4: were the judges yesterday. That's right.
5: You better not give it away. You know, ah. right? <laughs> uh, they they've got a little business they call Uprooted Gardens, but they're going to talk about how to build a raised bed.
4: Yeah, and they they're good at that. They've done yeah. done numerous ones around town.
5: Yeah, they're 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 practical. What you call practical gardeners? Right. They know you know know all the, and in fact, that's that's what their business is about is helping folks get their. Gardens in shape so that you can enjoy it and you can raise the vegetables and flowers you want. So that's uh, the 19th, uh, tomorrow from noon to 3 p.m., San Antonio Garden Center, 3310 North New Braunfels. And uh, no charge, it uh, would be nice if you could donate $5. They, there's food, snacks, and lots of information about the gardening volunteers of uh, South Texas. Yeah, I think if you want more information, you can go to the Gardening Volunteers website. Um, but uh, plan on that tomorrow at noon.
4: Talk. Yeah. All right. And they got food there. Ooh, that's
2: good. Yeah, they, they do.
4: And they appreciate a $5 donation, and I appreciate a $5 donation. J-
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't know what appreciation is. Oh, yeah. You walk up and you j- gear. Give Jerry a five-dollar donation. You will see appreciation.
5: And it's just embarrassing the drool that comes out. Of that. Oh, oh you it.
2: There's no drool. Just just love. Big hugs. Thought that tree gets a lot of hugs. Five dollars. Will, will you hug somebody for five dollars? No. Okay. Ten dollars.
4: <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you're getting close. All right. The uh, since the, we mentioned today's Father's Day, and we we know a lot of fathers live out. Amongst the deer, where the deer are, and uh, they've got a, a couple of plants on sale here this week, today, that are, are deer resistant, and the uh, first one they they got is uh, vinca, or periwinkle, and uh, several we se- well we we've t- talked about it several times. We we're looking for somebody. That has ever seen a deer eat a vinca a periwink. And Calvin can't think of any, any, no, I can't. A, no. a deer ever eat that? A, that's a one of the
5: plants I'd be comfortable calling deer proof. Yeah, yeah. At
4: this point, and it's the it will do well. It'll do pretty well in, in partial shade. And uh, it's a good looking plant. No no insect. Yeah, we don't, we don't we do
5: want to short short change it though too. It's it's one of the most drought-tolerant annuals. Oh,
4: once it gets established, and right in here. full
5: full sun, I mean, t- sun doesn't phase it one bit. So that that's where it's good at. But it's versatile. So if you got a even a you know morning sun situation, or the other on the other hand, the hardest place to pl- find a plan for is that that western exposure. You know, when you you get the shade in the in the morning, and then that blast of that afternoon right. sun. Vincas can handle it. Uh, so Absolutely, that's it's a, a great place to use them.
4: And, uh, but of course they have to be established. We have to go back to that. You can't just plant them out there and not water them for the first couple of weeks. Uh, and the the re, the reason people uh, vinca kind of fell out of out of uh, favor was because uh, people were planting them early and platinum in area where they had uh, established uh, water systems or, or we got into a rainy spring. And so years ago, we wrote, a, wrote an article uh, with the help of uh, uh, plant pathologists at Texas A&M. Um, and so we wrote an article that said Vinca periwinkle uh, should only be planted in after 1st of June because as as we're seeing after the 1st of June the rain stops and the 100 degree weather starts so a uh, aerophotopher is not near the problem that yeah, it is no earlier longer, in, when the, the temperatures are cooler
5: yeah Cora variety which is available here at Milburgh's there's at least one other variety too that I think is is determined is pretty resistant but yeah. uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we've we've been planting Cora since March, and uh, it's done fine. It's got much more resistance. Not, it's not absolute. Yeah. So if you got a real soggy, uh, in a cool period for three weeks, and it just never quit raining, you might get aerial but generally not. It's it's uh, the
4: most yeah, we can say it's the most re- disease resistant. Vinca that's on the market. Yeah, and uh, Cora, C-O-R-A, pretty invincible. I think I think Melbourne is pretty well going all to Cora, and most of the nurses are going all to Cora.
5: Colors are intense. Yeah, um,
4: different colors uh, they got: pink, white, red, and purple. Remember, for a while
5: it was uh, the the violet lavender was about the yeah. You know, they worked a long time for a red, and now they've, oh, got, yeah. they've got some really nice reds. And then they had bicolors, a so white and a pink, but now pure colors and bicolors. So it's a good plant. Rediscover it if you've uh, moved away from it, and it's good to take advantage of this sale
4: to, to, to give it yeah. a try. It well, the, 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 the situation with the deer, uh, you, you talk about fair oaks and places like that? That's your only choice, maybe. Yeah. And containers. Yeah, and they do great in containers. And containers.
5: You know, I love zinnias, but in my yard, uh, the zinnias in a container, even the smaller ones, are not in the same league with uh, oh, no. vincas. Vincas you can put by a pool, and the chlorine evaporation doesn't seem to face them. Just a, just a much tougher uh, situation, so and give it, them a try.
4: And it blooms clean. In other words, yeah. the bloom's... The, after they, don't have to deadhead them. No, you don't have to deadhead them. And they fall off. The other other uh, plant that we were talking about was deer resistant. They don't mention it on the on the, Is a uh, thryallis sh- known as showers of gold, but uh, you know it, it's only been on the market what, two or three years. Thryallis and, and 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 longer
5: than that. Not much longer, but longer. <laughs> Cause I, it took me two or three years to get used to it. That's and, right. You were a uh, difficult yeah. sale. I was a doubting Thomas. Uh. You, you said it didn't bloom for you, didn't you? For <laughs> the first couple of years, it was not very showy. Now it's uh, now blooms it's, and it blooms brain Yeah, has, yeah huh? it's
4: consistent and really attractive. And of course, they got Gold Star Esperanza on sale, but that's that's deer resistant in some neighborhoods, but. Uh, like I, I, I look at fair oaks out there, and uh, I'm afraid they started eating it this I don't year. I know.
5: Yeah, in my neighborhood, they but don't they, eat
4: they, it. They nibble it back. They don't kill it. But and vitex, they got vitex. I, yeah, forgot, I, I didn't see
2: vitex. But wait.
4: it's deer-resistant. is truly deer-resistant. And they're all blooming
2: now. Yeah, and I see them blooming. I have some in a container. They're blooming, and yeah, and I saw someone who just uh. Took advantage of that sale, too, and uh, bought a bunch of them. Hey, we've got to take a quick break. All right, 308-8867 is the number, 308-8867. Toll-free, 866-308-8867. Back in a moment, I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. That's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvordy e. Road. Summer in San Antonio means color in San Antonio yards. How's your yard looking? Could it use a little bit of color? I can help you with that. How about a little bit of yellow? You need some? Let me tell you what I got. Come on over here. I got Thoralis on sale right now with its beautiful yellow flowers amongst the dark green foliage for just sixteen eighty eight in the three gallon container. You cannot beat the beautiful gold star Esperanza. Its beautiful golden yellow bell shaped flowers are absolutely wonderful, attracting hummingbirds and butterflies, and you'll love it for just nineteen eighty eight in the twelve inch pot. Can I get you something in the purple, maybe? How about Vitex Texas Lilac, also known as Mexican Lavender or Chase Tree? You've seen them blooming around San Antonio right now. And in the five-gallon container, they're just sixteen eighty-eight. And be sure to check out the Texas Star Hibiscus over at Millburgers, with a profusion of red or white flowers that'll bloom all summer. And it's
7: fourteen eighty-eight. All these at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevard Road. I'd like to introduce you to Karen Bagwell of Blue Rose Christian Counseling, specialized Anxiety, depression, OCD, trauma, grief, and relationships. And Karen, what relationship doesn't have stress?
9: Stress is completely normal, and if managed properly, instead of tearing down, it can be used to build up relationships. So Karen, where does this building start? Call me, Karen Bagwell, at 210-264-2565. For Blue
7: Rose Christian Counseling, bluerosechristiancounseling.com. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing, Bubba? I'm surprising Mom and Dad, dude. You know how this old tub of theirs is a hurdle to get in and out of? So I'm going to unhurtle it, make it their own walk-in shower. Uh, You
10: might want to put on some goggles. They're going to be surprised, all right, just like when you put that moonroof in their car. You're right. I should have asked first, but I'm going to save them money. Let me tell you, Bubba, this is what's going to happen next. We're going to call Jenny Bass Systems because they're going to save thousands of dollars over the other guys. I'm still doing it. Plus, Jenny Bass System has a special offer right now where mom and dad will get a free vanity, plus they include the flooring here in the bathroom. I'm still doing it. And all of Genie Bath Systems products are made here in America. America?
11: What's the number? Call Genie Bath Systems at 210-739-1372 and ask about the free vanity plus the bathroom flooring online at geniebathsystems.com.
7: All right, I'll call Genie Bath Systems, but I'm going to put a big screen above the shower so I don't miss any of my NASCAR. Bubba, you need to finally move out. Geniebathsystems.com. Peace through planning. That's the motto of Weisinger Law Firm, and the planning begins with your free consultation with Charlie Weisinger. Charlie, you call yourself an estate planning attorney. What exactly does that mean? Well, Baron, estate
2: planning is simply protecting you, your family, and your assets in case the worst happens. A basic plan includes a will, financial, and medical powers of attorney, health information releases, and directives for your physician. If you don't have these basic elements in place, it's an even harder year for your loved ones.
7: Well, a lot of people put off that decision. Because of that, you're making hard decisions on a very hard hard topic, but knowing you, Charlie Weisinger, you make it so easy.
2: Well, we spend about an hour in our first meeting where I learn a lot about you and educate you on estate planning. Based on that first meeting, we'll schedule a second where I'll present a plan to you. We'll sign documents, and that's where Peace Through Planning begins. It's three hours out of your life
7: so you can have peace for the rest of your life. Let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning by calling Weisinger Law Firm. The number in San Antonio is 210-308-0800, 308-0800, online at weisingerlawfirm.com. Don't forget, next Saturday,
2: June 24th, is one of Milburger's free gardening classes, Birds of Prey at Milberger's. To reserve your spot for this free event, call 497-3760 or go to nursery.com for more information. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. We're broadcasting live from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvordi Road, where it is full of summer color, from the zinnias that are in front of us to the uh, vincas that are behind them. Uh, the, the big red stocky flowers, are those uh, cannas? Or Calvin, o- over to the, where oh, that one yeah. is with their shopping cart.
5: To the left, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and then... Uh, Lots of different colors, and that's the thing. Summer is a very colorful time uh, for San Antonio gardens. Lots of opportunity. That's when the blue plumbago, I guess, will start blooming, and the gold star esperanza. So lots of opportunities for color.
4: I was noticing. Uh, I don't know if y'all noticed around town the, the uh, new uh, the lantanas really coming out in bloom. The. I, 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 I drive by some every day coming coming over here, and uh, they've been blooming sorta of good, but uh, this morning when I drove by them, they were solid yellow bloom.
5: Yeah, they are. Uh, and so
4: the heat, hot weather, yeah, Milton's, does good for things Milton's like
2: it's blooming all over too. It sure is. That means we're gonna get some rain. Or we had rain. No, no. Old timers <laughs> used to say, never they going to get, never had some rain. It'd, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with the old timers. You want to argue with the old timers? Don't, don't you just—we are old timers. Oh, I mean, uh, it's true now you're the old timers, so you can do whatever you want to. So you say that we can argue with our peers. As the as an old timer, you say that they only bloom after it rains.
5: No, I'm just I'm just saying it's. Uh, we're still trying to determine. they they've got a mind of their own. I think.
4: Yeah, but I you, know that I noticed that the botanical garden uh, they wa- which they wa- they water them all the time. And they bloom, their cycles are a lot quicker, or oh, lot really? closer together when they're watered. But, uh, but of course, the, the plain problem people mo- most people have with sinesa, especially in landscape, is they plant them in the shade.
5: Or they started in the sun.
4: Yeah, they started oh, in the sun yeah. and now they're in the shade. Yeah. And uh, they, they won't hardly bloom at all. And they thin out to the center of them. Out, and they won't cut them back. People won't cut them back. Can uh, I suggest
2: another problem? Oh, okay. They have them near their sprinkler system. oh Yeah, they don't like... No. Uh, I, that's the only time I... I uh, when we were uh, helping my mom, she went to a place that had these beautiful rows of senesae. Even when they weren't blooming, they were very pretty. Yeah. And there was one that just looked horrible. just was dying and wilty and yucky. And I just walking by, and then I think I asked you guys. Oh, I have another question for you too. They die yeah. uh, uh, if it they're was, too uh, wet. They it, they die of root rot. Yeah, that was the where the sprinkler system is yeah. spraying out into the thing.
5: Well, we've even had the, some years um, where you have a lot of rain consistently. In the oh spring. yeah, you can. It'll kill them in containers even. Oh yeah, have, if they if the containers don't dry out.
4: The, uh, rid, the original airscape garden down where they. The now entrance to the, uh, botanical garden is, uh, the first xeriscape garden planted down there by your buddy Doug Welch. That's with an SH, Welch. But anyway, uh, uh, they were big and beautiful for years, several years. And then we got into a rainy spring and it killed every one of them. Huh. Killed there, so they, they, and you think about where Sinisa are, are, are native or where they grow their best, it's out in, on the range. Uvalde you know, pastures. Yeah, you pass you valley toward Del Rio and out in the out in the rocky uh, drought tolerant, drought areas and uh, they never never get water out there, or unless it rains of course. But uh, they they don't tolerate shade and they don't tolerate uh, uh, extra water. Oh, they'll go hang
5: on in the shade. They just don't.
2: Yeah, they they're
4: they spindly. Yeah,
2: and uh, don't bloom. Don't bloom. By boy much. oh boy, when they're blooming like they are now, they're something, aren't they? They are, especially when you see a row of them. They're beautiful. Uh, they where they've
4: hedged them. Yeah, yeah,
5: that that's an amazing thing. As if you're describing. Well, give me the example of a really. Prime native plant, and you Cinesa is one you describe. But then, you also, uh, the next breath, have to say it's one that you can, you can sculpt if you want. Yeah, yeah. They still bloom. They do. They look oh. really nice when they're uh, uh, formed like that. You know, and then. color.
4: And impacts of some uh, are uh, uh, Benny Simpson released them uh, Benny Simpson, yeah, yeah uh, from Dallas, released some. Natives and and some crosses that he put out. What but, is it called when they, they, they were they they didn't do well in the landscape because they were real sensitive to too much water. Uh, Rot.
2: What is it called when they take something like that and they give it a cone shape like they'll do with rosemary at Christmas? Is that is that called topiary or topiary? Yeah, is just that's, the cutting. The, that's topiary. But uh, the topiary. S- they the give the topiary
4: it a conical. Is the shape of, uh, oh, okay. of the
2: plant? We have one in our neighborhood. Where that's what they've done. So, uh, so it's got it almost looks like a Christmas tree. It's got the uh, yeah the, the uh, um oh the trunk going up about two or three feet, and then the rounded bottom, and then it kind of oh, okay. looks like a little ice cream cone upside down. How's it blooming? Yeah, it's 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 blooming okay. Pretty not as, not as good as some of the others. Yeah, it blooms
4: on new, gr- new wood, okay. new growth. Oh,
2: okay, so if it is shaped. So if
4: you cut it back and, uh, I dare not say fertilize it, but because uh, we do, usually don't think about fertilizing them, but you, you want to force new growth uh, because that's where the blooms uh, occur from.
2: So my question I'm supposed to ask you. Uh-oh. Now, I don't know the answer to this or not. Let's see if we have enough time. I think we have enough time. So... Um, I have a watermelon. What did I get? I got a little guy. I forget what it was called. Um, and it's... an Icebox a, melon.
4: What's that? An icebox melon. Um, it wasn't that's it, what they call it. it.
2: It was called, like, Shorty the melon or something. I okay. can't remember. Anyway. Okay. And um, so it's got lots of vines coming off of them. And it's got, like, three or four. I don't and know And how long, long are the vines? The, the, the vines are about two feet long. Okay. And... I'm supposed to ask: Are we supposed to let all the vines grow out, or are we yep. supposed to trim any of the vines? Just let it grow. Okay. Not like strawberry, where you're talking about different no, things.
4: No, no. Okay. You are the more more vine. You have the uh, the more oh, uh, female blooms. You'll probably. Have.
2: Okay. It seems to be happy. Is it? It is there a fruit on it? Yeah. No. Oh. But it's only—it's it's only three months old, and it's not blooming. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's only about three weeks old.
4: It's blooming. It's blooming. Is yeah, it, it blooming? does have
2: some blooms on it. I have, but they
4: are male blooms.
2: Oh, I don't know. They're yellow. How do I tell if they're male or female blooms? Now, man, you've been doing this show long enough. So the female bloom it was
4: squash. How would you tell it was a female? Does the female
2: bloom have the fruit?
4: There you go. Okay. So it had had a little, little bitty fruit on it. Cukes? Okay. About. i look. Yeah. No, no. It's smaller one, than that. I don't
2: know what that one is. David was trying to get me to take credit for yeah. that. All right. So, okay. Well, good. Well, we'll just let them run and see what happens.
4: This one's called Sugar Baby.
2: Oh, I think that might have been it.
4: That's probably it. Yeah, because it's hit, said it was here. a
2: smaller one. Yeah. That's pretty small. That's golf ball size. Yeah. Uh, it gets bigger than that, huh? Yeah. Okay. I hope. Hopefully. <laughs> I'll bring you some in a Ziploc baggie. <laughs> All right. So let's see. What else? Anything? Uh, Calvin, do us a favor. we got about a minute before we have to go to break. Real quick, tell us about the gardening volunteers thing again.
5: Okay. The two, It's uh, tomorrow, noon to 3 p.m., the first presenter is Luis Valdez from the Alma Orchid Society. You can grow orchids in San Antonio, uh, so it's a, a great program. Uh, he'll talk a lot about the Phalaenopsis orchids, maximizing them.
4: And They're Dendrobium. Them.
5: Yeah, yeah, you got four or five choices. Yeah. Um, so quick, give the... Uh... Liz, Liz and Nick uh, Campanella are going to talk about how to build a raised bed. <laughs> and that, that'll be uh, in the second program, and it's at the San Antonio Garden Center, 3310 North New Braunfels.
2: All right, we're going to take a quick break. 308-8867 is our number. Hi. 308-8867. More of Millberger's Gardening South Texas is coming up. We're live over here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Verde Road. Come on by and visit with us. Calvin's answering another question. Off the air, you don't have to be on the air. But come by and visit us and listen. on.
1: We're back with Milburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls. On 930 a.m., the answer.
2: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., the answer. Hey, uh, still looking for a Father's Day gift? Well, head on over to Millburgers, Burgers, and uh, they've got something your dad will love. Maybe it's a, a plant here that that he's looking for. Maybe it's some citrus. Maybe it's even. Uh, getting ready to uh, build a, a water garden. They can help you with all that here at Millburgers. Or maybe, and this honestly may be the easiest thing, if Dad is a gardener, just come out here and get him a gift certificate to Millburgers. He can get whatever he wants. So if you still haven't gotten it yet, maybe you're on the way to pick him up to take him to the cafeteria. Um, <laughs> or you are going to meet him over at, uh, yeah, you've got to do better than that for Father's Day.
4: Or if he wants a flower bed, he can come by and get some. Yeah. Periwinkle.
2: Take him to the steakhouse. Where, where, where do you want to go for Father's Day? Well, Haldacos. Okay. No. <laughs> How about you? Uh, my,
4: son, my son-in-law, my son who's a father also, has agreed to cook us some steaks for Oh, the so
2: he's going to have you to the house. Yeah, I have to have you to the house. <laughs> it's
4: cooler there, and the steaks are cheaper.
2: I have uh, not... Um, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. I have, uh, don't, I'm not a father. But I've heard other fathers complain that, too. They've sort of said, you know, how is it that every Father's Day I have to go out and, uh, and do all the cooking for everybody? There you go. And everybody enjoys it. but uh. Well, I,
4: I questioned whether he should, uh, you know, it's going to be 100 degrees or pretty close to it. So, uh, But he said he'd rather do that. Good. And yep. we're going to have fresh tomatoes. Which ones will you be using? I don't know. I'm, I'm torn between... He them.
5: hauled away about
2: 400 pounds yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Those will be a separate judging contest. I'll call yeah. you and tell you how you do. Don't call us. <laughs> All right. So, uh, anyway, uh, there's, a, there's a nice gift waiting for you here at Millburgers uh, for Dad that's a gardener. As you cook, com- cook him a steak or get him, go get steak. So, come on out here at Millburgers. Oh, I'm sorry. we got James on the line. I forgot about James. I apologize, James. I was so caught up in this that I forgot. He's got a question about, I think, about Peppers at 308-8867. James, please forgive me. Welcome to the show. Don't forgive uh, me, Thank man. you
10: for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, I got some information for the, the doctors and the uh, other guy. Well, I forget his name.
5: Yeah, uh, I don't know what he face. is.
10: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, that... Uh, that pepper seed that Johnny's Selected Seeds got at the Serrano called the Hot Rod. Yeah. We're growing, we're growing the heck out of them, man. That's the best Serrano I've ever grown, and I've been growing them for about, you know, 15 years. They're just the right size, got just the right heat, and they're easy to pick. Uh, about as big as your trigger finger Uh and they're really doing well, man. It's uh, it's a whole lot better than that, that Del Sol that we, we have been trying. Um, and Johnny's has got the seed, man. I recommend it to everybody out there growing Serrano.
4: Okay, and the name is what? Hot Rod. Hot Rod.
10: You better believe it, man.
4: Now, when you're saying... <laughs> You're saying you're you're saying that the the pepper is uh, mild enough for you, I guess, or not too no, hot it's, for it's, you. It's, but what, well, what will it, it do for, for us other individuals? It's for,
10: it's for real chili heads. It's it's a good,
4: okay, a good okay. serrano. Okay, but it's a it's a big serrano.
10: Yeah, about as big as your trigger finger. Uh, yeah. you can pick them all the way up to five inches, but we're picking them at about about three. Yeah, easy plant to pick, and it's just there's nothing bad you can say about it. Does it, it, uh, does it say
4: where? Did it say where it came from, or the company it came from, or did it say, say anything about the history of it?
10: Um, I don't, I don't know that as well as you guys would, but
4: uh, yeah, I'm I'm just wondering if it came out of the A and M program. Uh, uh, well, I, know, I, 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 I imagine the genetics are from the A&M or, or uh, New Mexico program because they were the first ones to uh, come up with uh, a larger uh, serrano. Well, if you guys
10: now, are picking now that, up, And
4: now that's all that anybody wants is the large serranos.
10: They're not that big, but they will get big. Uh, oh if you're yeah. Looking for like restaurants or a farmer's market. Yeah. You talk about a good chili pepper, man. That's uh, that's the way to go.
4: All right. Well, I'm glad you found that.
10: Yeah, we're having fun. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks
4: Thank for calling you, in. Have a happy Father's Day.
2: Bye, James. Bye. Bye bye. All right. 308-8867. 308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show if
4: you stop by for father's Day you can all go get your uh, milburger's uh newsletter uh for June the June is out and it's got a lot of good information it's got a hummingbird on the on the front of the uh, newsletter the the printed newsletter I mean it's in color on the on the website a so milburger's newsletter yeah is in color on the
2: website right I believe so yes yeah.
4: And uh, got, and a, look got, at got a beautiful picture of a hummingbird there. But uh, they asked, asked, asked some questions in there. Do day lilies do well in our area? And uh, the answer is daylilies lilies are an excellent perennial for use in central Texas landscape, I especially like the large-flowered orange, yellow, and rust-colored selections. Uh uh, the daylily is so easy to breed. There's a lot of uh, a lot of daylily breeders out there that are always putting out uh, new selections and uh, uh, whatever. But fussy uh, little things. Yeah, they, they, they lily, aren't my favorite, and they name them after their mama and all that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> our daddy. Uh, Daylilies are relatively drought tolerant, especially when they get established. Now, one thing we have noticed about, about them being, if you if you let them dry down pretty bad, they, they will get spider mites sometimes.
5: Yeah, and they're not, I just had an experience where you, where I had a, A bunch of, uh, irises and paper sacks and, and daylilies and paper sacks. They don't have that same capability as an iris rhizome to last for, oh, is that right? Yeah, for months and months and months and then you come back and all of them grow. The daylilies haven't had the same luck.
4: Yeah, they're a little little more tender, I guess you would
5: say. Yeah, more moisture and less, uh, flesh in there. Another thing, another thing is that they, uh, they are a favorite deer, uh, deer. Deer love them. So, you know, <laughs> so like you I to Iris, in a lot of neighborhoods, deer won't eat at all. In my neighborhood, but. Oh, yeah.
4: That's boy, right. you, get, you, get, you get. Hollywood in, Park either.
5: You get a daylily daily close to a fence, and there, boy, they're oh, well. figuring out a way to get it.
4: They say they're relatively dry tolerant and pest-free other than deer. deer yeah. That's the first listing. And slugs and snails.
5: Yeah, that's true.
4: And I, like I said, I have seen spider mites on those that were stressed down pretty badly. But uh, daylilies are... I like their
5: foliage, too, as a ground cover yeah, after that. Yeah, that's right,
4: under trees and yeah. things. But a uh, daylily is also my favorite flower to eat. Yeah. Uh, Colonel How Con- about you, Milton? Colonel- is that
5: your
2: favorite flower to eat?
4: I would bring y'all some up here to eat, but Charles would run me out yeah, of the place. Yeah, to. Or Trace would run me out of the place.
2: What are my other options? Uh, <laughs> I was once you once you've, once you've started
4: eating daylilies, you become addicted to them. Because oh. they're, they're like cantaloupe. they not ca- got a cantaloupe flavor.
2: Uh, didn't Paul used to feed us uh, begonias, uh, the uh, begonia flowers? Paul
4: used to eat everything, cactus <laughs> and know. begonias. and he, yeah.
5: You know, you, you remember that Paul has had... Gastro problems. Yeah. Since, and he, he can't figure his, out um, why. A mere child. No.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, the daily uh the the daily is our favorite plant that they plant outside of uh our restaurants, I've noticed the landscapers using The the smaller growing daily and uh and my my family gets upset with me because when we have to wait.
5: Yeah, and you, you start chewing and, on And the, I start eating the, the daylilies. Browsing on the lilies. I
4: said, well, they're only going to last one day. The That's why they call them daylilies. Oh, the flower only lasts one day. So why shouldn't I eat it? You know, make use of it.
5: Yeah, That's that's when you notice that he's over there in the daylilies and everybody else gravitates away. Uh. <laughs> starts looking in
4: other directions. Yeah. We don't know that guy. <laughs> and then somebody somebody sent a question in about why are live oaks dropping leaves since the hot, dry weather has started? And uh the answer is that we have very poor thin soil, but the trees were very lush with all the rain. Uh the thinner the thinner the uh, soil is in your landscape, the quicker the leaf drop will respond to hot, dry weather when hot, dry weather will occur. The leaves make an adjustment. That's a good way to put it in, in leaf load that is necessary but should be fine in the long run. I tell you what I've noticed on my trees is your live oak. Is those dead little branches all over all over the plant?
2: Yeah, you know I see those too. Yeah, I was, they're look, everywhere. I was I actually mean, looking yesterday, and, and looking up in the tree, and it's a big canopy. Oh yeah. And I mean, all of a sudden, you'll see a little dead branch. And uh,
4: mine, not all of a sudden.
2: Mine's about every. Oh wow.
4: Ten feet in there. But uh, I've been told <laughs> that that's a, a bacterial kind of a canker mm-hmm. thing to get into the into the live oaks it doesn't do anything but uh take the tips
5: i also think that uh, the winds make a big difference yeah
4: yeah we've had a high winds yeah. too
5: and uh, especially in neighborhoods where where there's construction going on or there people taking out trees or adding trees changes the wind patterns
4: and, and we had hail. You yeah, remember we that's had that hard every every said And I had hail. I had to have a roof replaced. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's the hail. But I've noticed that I've got it's a lot all of them all, die back all, in my trees.
5: So. All of the above.
4: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably Because
5: so. I think those little branches break uh, break off because of the wind. Even you know, it may be caused by the back bacteria too, so yeah. or the hail.
2: All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Okay.
4: Well, Trace can answer this question. Okay. Question.
6: He's throwing me under the bus. Yeah. The when, question?
4: when do we pull our spring tomato plants to make way for the fall crop? Late June is, uh, the answer was late June is a good time to pull spring planted tomato plants, plant new transplants after mid-July. When will you be getting tomatoes in? Do you have any idea?
6: I'm pretty sure I'll have a small dab the first week in July.
4: Right, July. Yeah. Okay.
6: And then a, a building uh, inventory through July, and then a downslide through the second week of August.
5: Okay.
4: That's that's usually what we do.
5: And that's what we did last year. Third week in July was a lot, a lot of people planted in third week yeah, in July. Yeah.
6: And I think so we got. That's
4: a, hard to believe. We're in the. Did we have a cool we summer? Hmm?
6: We got a lot of rain, I think, last summer. There was we got a lot of rain, there. and there wasn't a whole lot of days above 100 degrees. Yeah,
2: we had a weird summer, but that was good. Well, Trace, okay, but,
4: but our tomatoes are are chosen to to grow out in full sun, so you don't have to worry about it. So, what what we're saying is, uh, after your tomatoes kind of. Fizzle out. In other words, let's let's put a. As
6: soon as you pick your last one.
4: Well, yeah, but see, the problem is <laughs> they keep
6: they keep they keep setting a few young lingering. fruit,
4: yeah. little fruit,
6: and some Even people want to. As won't hot pull as the nights, nights are, they're still going to set fruit. Do what? As night as hot as the nights are, they're still going to set. Yeah. Fruit.
4: Well. They probably said them earlier. We had, we, we had at least... They're their golf ball size yeah. now and going to get bigger. We had at least well, one well, person say that their, their, their fruit was not ripening already. Yeah, now that uh, yeah. blew my mind. Mine it is said, uh,
5: still ripening really fast.
4: Everybody was showing pictures of their cabinets full of fruit. I would say when you got less than, uh, what did say, 10%? or twenty percent of of green fruit in june pull them out yeah that's hard it's hard to do and, but. and especially if you if you got spider mites yeah, that's the, motive, right?
5: the the motivator there yeah that's
4: spider see. mites i always said that spider mites did more for our promotion of fall gardening than than anything else because that's about the only way you can get them get rid of them is uh, pull up the plants and Put them in a garbage bag, or put them in some kind of deal to to actually get them physically remove the foliage. And I guess you could. Now that
5: a lot of our neighborhoods have those green
4: recycling. That's right. I you do. could you could put those. That's a, a that's organic. a
5: moving compost pile going off someplace else. So. Yeah,
4: and the spider mites won't be able to
2: walk back. Yeah, they can't get out of that.
4: It takes them, it takes them a long time to walk back. Milton. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, but it's from the dump. It's sitting in your yard. Can they get out of this little spider mice? No, it's together? got a top on it. Okay. i just checking. Huh? And only sits in your yard a week <laughs> at the most. Yeah. Yeah. A week's enough. Like that. I'm I scared of spider mice. They're fast moving. Yeah.
6: They're all pretty. My guess is the heat's going to build up in that trash can. And oh, kind of cook them. Within a few hours.
2: Okay. And, um. and the dark. All right. 308-8867 is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Before we go to break, Trace, uh, we had a uh, uh, we had some folks uh, pick up the, uh, the plant we, of the we, weekend. We
6: did right after the last. Uh, we we had three or four of them go, and apparently oh, my I do not know how to count. I, <laughs> I, I think I started with a few more than I thought I did. Oh no, okay. Uh, so we are now at six. Oh good, okay. the one that's on the porch. So. All
2: right. So tell us about the white coral vine. That's a plant uh, of the weekend.
6: Well, coral vine is another name for it is Queen's Crown. So real. Uh, old-fashioned plant and normally you see them that bloom pink good perennial freeze to the ground grows vigorously back and has clusters of flowers well we got our hands on some white blooming ones Um, so as Jerry was saying it shows up very very well against the the color of the leaves you still get that grape-like cluster and they are spectacular
2: oh yeah and they're a
4: good price.
6: They are, eight ninety nine for one gallon. I want some
4: of our callers to call in and tell me what the Spanish name for Corvine is. Uh, and I, when I was using them on TV, uh, there were about three or four names they had for Corvine. One of One of them had hearts in it. Carazon? Something Carazon? I don't know. But anyway. Okay. I had...
6: I'll get you a translation. <laughs> all right, so 308-8867. I mean, it, was, it, was,
4: it was just what they're locally yeah. known by. But we
5: we also haven't talked about the...
4: Uh, hang on. Here at Millburgers,
5: we've got all the milkweeds, too. We've got both... Uh, are they on sale? The... Are the uh, um, tuberosa? No. no, no, no. They're for sale. Yeah, we got I both think, tuberosa and tropical. I've Giants seen. By.
2: You mentioned that yesterday that folks were just stopping as soon as they saw them, and I've, I've seen a bunch of them. Yeah, well, you can to, uh, to get to the register. You have to go by where yeah. we're sitting, and I've seen a. Uh, well, regular. I just was
5: watching the display over there get. Yeah, small less and smaller. less. But uh, Trace yeah, says there's know. another. 300 on the way, so...
2: So, here's the scoop. If you're interested in the coral vine, that white coral vine, the plant of the weekend, come by and get them. we got six left in the one gallon. I mean uh, they got the regular one, too. That's they do. It. Yeah. He had that one. But, um... You can call Millburgers at 497-3760. If you can't come in and tell them to put some aside for you, 497-3760. If you like that idea of the white coral vine uh, and you can't make it until either a few hours from now or even until uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. I just call and come and put some aside. Four nine seven three seven six zero. All right, we're going to take a break, and while we do, give us a call at 308-8867. You can call with that translation for Jerry. You can call and tell us if you've ever seen deer eat vinca.
4: It's more more of another name. Really, yeah. Than oh, French okay, another French.
2: name. It's in Spanish. Okay. we'll talk to you in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardie Road. Summer in San Antonio means color in San Antonio yards. How's your yard looking? Could it use a little bit of color? I can help you with that. How about a little bit of yellow? You need some? Let me tell you what I got. Come on over here. I got Thoralis on sale right now with its beautiful yellow flowers amongst the dark green foliage for just 16 88 in the three-gallon container. You cannot beat the beautiful Gold Star Esperanza. Its beautiful golden yellow bell-shaped flowers are absolutely wonderful, attracting hummingbirds and butterflies, and you'll love it for just nineteen eighty eight in the 12-inch pot. Can I get you something in the purple, maybe? How about Vitex, Texas lilac, also known as Mexican lavender or chase tree? You've seen them blooming around San Antonio right now, and in the five-gallon container, they're just sixteen eighty-eight. And be sure to check out the Texas star hibiscus over at Millburgers with a profusion of red or white flowers. It'll bloom all summer, and it's fourteen eighty-eight. All these at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen o four on Bolvardi Road.
11: Homestead Handcrafts, the most unique craft mall with the finest handcrafts, collectibles and antiques in san antonio with over 300 different vendors you'll find an amazing variety of treasures that change weekly homestead handcrafts can dress you and your home inside and out it's the ultimate craft show open seven days a week homestead handcrafts with two locations to serve you on thousand oaks at el sendero and blanco road near panther springs park north of 1604 homesteadhandcrafts.com
10: Experience matters. Experience saves you money and time and produces better results. This is Gary Mulholland at Climate Magic Air Conditioning and Heating. Since 1985, we have been building experience to better serve our customers. Allow me to introduce a few of our devoted and cherished assets here at Climate Magic. Martin Bright. Senior technician, 20 years. Carl Banton, senior technician, 20
5: years. Bonnie Rhodes, senior technician, 12 years. Dave Case, service manager, 30
10: years.
9: Michelle Jones, service coordinator, 9 years.
10: Whatever your cooling or heating needs may be, at Climate Magic, we have the experience to get you comfortable quickly and efficiently, saving you time and money. Call 340-8240 for fast, dependable service, or check us out on the web at climatemagic.com. That's 340-8240. Call today because experience matters.
2: Texas License 1531c. Experience matters.
1: The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts too. Even threaten your home or business. And it's about to get worse. The IRS just hired an army of new tax enforcers. So, if you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop that army of new enforcers from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a half billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply for complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
0: Dell Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them, and if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, Cycles are not pure. The Del Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer.
2: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m the answer. I want to remind you to go by and visit with Bill or Denise or Kim. They're the folks that run Wild Birds Unlimited here in San Antonio. Three locations uh, because it's been so popular and there's a fourth one that's coming up as well too. We'll tell you about more of that one when, when we get the news on it. But Wild Birds Unlimited can help you bring nature to your yard and to do it right every time. Meaning that if you have issues and things aren't going well or it's, it's just not maybe the uh, you got too many squirrels or not enough squirrels, whatever your problem is Wild Birds Unlimited has seen it and can help you to... Uh, I've got it extra squirrels if anybody needs one. So if you need extra squirrels, Calvin's ready to solve your problem. And he's got squirrel feeders.
4: Do you have squirrel feeders? I'm, I'm talking about... Uh, oh, Bill. Bill, 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 Bill and, Bill, him and he's, yeah. yeah. So why would you need
2: a squirrel feeder? To feed the squirrels? Yeah. Why? Well, you need a deer blind... Bat them. There uh, you go. There you go. I see. So they, okay. You hang
4: your squirrel feeder out right yeah. there, in range of your pellet gun, and
2: near the range, get, get, huh? near the range, so well,
4: that it. you can hit them. In. Yeah. Okay. Well,
2: there goes your advertiser. If you if you don't want to eat them, but just want to enjoy watching them play who in the yard, who would not want to eat squirrel? There are some people that, that oh would, no would rather not, and they just want to watch them play in the yard. And head on over to Wild Birds Unlimited and <laughs> let them help you to. to Red-tail hawks like to walk. Um, I don't like so head on over to Wild Birds Unlimited. Don't don't help me on this one. Yeah. And uh, visit with Bill, Denise, or Kim. Uh, Wild Birds Unlimited. You'll find Bill at uh, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. You'll find Kim over there at 1604 and Braun. And Denise is on 3009, just about a mile east of uh, 1604. Check out all the stuff they have as well.
4: So what birds do you feed in the summer, Calvin? The do only ones put is, up the suet. suet
5: no, uh, I don't. I don't feed uh, the sea, seeds or suet in the summer. The only ones are the hummingbird, hummingbird oh, okay. feeders, sugar water feeders. So I'll start about October one again with the seeds. But a good the thing to think so. about,
4: and we got these here hummingbirds, is the the water.
10: Oh, gosh, yeah. that's
4: that it's that's, hot and uh, yeah. the water attracts them almost as much as this That's right. Does. And when
5: it's 100 degrees, I mean, you're, the water is, evaporates oh, in one yeah. day. You so.
4: don't have to worry about algae, Bill. Now, there are, them, as Bill yeah, will mine,
5: remind us, there are folks that feed the birds all year. Yeah. And you, and you by picking the right seed and the right kind of feeders, you can... Uh, Limit any issues you have with uh, grackles and with white winged doves.
4: Yeah, and, I saw some redbirds or cardinals in my yard uh, yesterday. Yeah, they got their young A pair.
5: Yeah, they, they're younger and they're show, showing them the ropes. Oh, okay. I can just see, you know, they're impatient with them. Tasha, <laughs> uh, you know, I wish you would just fly off and go someplace else. You know, I'm tired <laughs> of trying to teach you how to survive.
4: How to survive.
5: Martins, too. The martins are the younger poking out and starting to fly. So yeah. it won't be long, and they'll be
2: uh, packing up for the summer. All right, 308-88-67. What else you got there? We got wanna...
4: I'm still looking at my uh, Melberger uh, newsletter.
6: I was just waiting to hear his pronunciation. of. Oh, oh yeah. Corona. Uh,
4: we've talked to some of the local employees, and uh, basically they, they track. Translated uh, Corovine, but no, they 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 did Corona, which is queen, crown, Queen's crown, Queen's crown, Queen's crown, Corona, <laughs> Direna That's,
6: De, De that's, a, that's about how I heard it. I thought it was Corona L- 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 De,
2: De, Huh? I thought I had L. No, no. Okay, I don't think so.
4: But anyway, that's uh that's Queen's crown. It's,
6: Close
4: enough, anyway. I'm gonna look. But I was thinking of another name, like Queen's Crown, something of hearts, or, or it 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 it, it was a common name. But uh, it'll
5: come to him, or somebody. Yeah, will tonight
4: on the way yeah. to driving home. David, or,
5: David, or somebody will tell us what it is. Yeah,
4: David ought to be listening yeah. and know what that is. What I'm trying to think of. We'll
5: accuse David of not listening to the show. It's, it's not. Oh no! Then we'd have to listen to his show, <laughs> wouldn't we?
4: <laughs> but it's it's not it's not a common name. But I I can I I guess I, I've got some of those TV programs on uh, PlantAnswers.com, and so well, maybe I said it on that. I'll, I'll take a look at those TV programs and see if I can find it. But it's not that big a deal. Uh uh Coral vine is is what they what it's mainly known as, and uh, the different colors. Is now it,
5: we were talking about the bloom, the blooming plants, and uh, especially vinca and zinnias uh, um, and penta's. You know, if you're looking for a blooming plant that can take the heat and is good in the shade, you can't beat uh, the penta. And the same color, basically the same color as the vinca. Uh, and they, you buy them, they're in full bloom, put them in a container or in a flower bed, and they'll bloom right through until Thanksgiving. And uh, you'll get the hummingbirds and the um, butterflies on, on pentas, too. So it's a, it's really a good, a good
2: choice. I have a I listing of hot weather annual. Well, Trace, do we sell Cadena de Amor? Yes, we do. Oh, of course we do. Okay. have yeah, What cadena de amor? Ah, Co- corona corona? Yeah. Right. Okay. Rosa de montaña. None of those work for you? No, this, this was a ah. common name.
4: Okay.
2: You're not helping me at all. Science, those are signs. No, 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 no. That's these are these are Spanish, Spanish names. Name. Spanish name. Trace responded. Yeah. Well, Trace That's was. I was
6: looking at the screen. Trace was
2: playing along. All right. So if you if you can help us with a common Spanish name for Queen's Crown, 308 <laughs> Uh, it uh, anyway. The hot
4: weather annual. A lot of people think when it's too hot and you've got a sunny location or a sunny flower bed, you can't plant anything. But I have a list here. A purslane. Yeah. Purslane is, is a little cactus. Now, if you can't grow porcelain, we can't help you. The problem with porcelain is that uh, you got to go and come home for lunch to see to f- the bloom. Nine to five. Yeah, uh, I call with, it uh, my dolly, dolly pardon plant. And it, it's
5: uh, I'm sure it's on the list too. But uh, and it's similar drought tolerance. It, moss roses, right? They've got a that's much longer bloom. on the list. Lot, much longer bloom period, the day. And they've
4: they've got some improved uh, selections yeah. of moss rows now that have a lot bigger blooms.
5: You know the birds pick at them though. I don't know if it's getting moist get moisture from the stems. Yeah, because
4: yeah. they are succulent. Yeah, I know. When, when, purslane is a weed for farmers. I mean, not, not the and for the gardeners. Blooming, yeah, for, uh, not the blooming purslane. Our our weed. I'm, I love it's a weed.
5: Most of ours. Most of ours that are weeds in our landscapes have yellow flowers. Yeah, the purslane, but uh, you can get a lot of nice, nice uh, blooming uh, purslane different colors too.
4: But a lot of uh, a lot of uh, cultures use purslane in their salads because it's it's you know it's a herbaceous style. Yeah. yeah, and it's a uh, nice texture. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know we. we... Out at Versus out there, they were, every now and then you'd have, uh, they were mainly Vietnamese uh, origin. And they would come in and ask, could they pick the first lane off the uh, ditch banks hmm. to use
2: in Salads. All right, we think we may have an answer here. we got Liz on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Liz. Welcome to Millburgers Garden of South Texas. How you doing? Just
11: doing great, and I don't have an answer. I have a question.
2: Oh okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Questions are great.
11: Uh, I I used to h- live here. I've just moved back, and I'm wondering. It seemed like I had passion vine that was really good as a as a host plant for butterflies. Is that true, or am I dreaming?
5: No, it's absolutely true. The, they uh, eat
4: it to the uh, eat it to the ground. Yeah, golf. I think they kill it all.
5: Golf Um uh, That's I, the only thing uh, they'll lay their eggs on. And they, as Jerry said, that uh, we've we've seen. Huge plants and leaves all stripped. Uh, a few blooms could still be left, and just covered with caterpillars. And a month later, it's got it's full of foliage again. And and then a month after that, the Gulf Fritillaries will be back again. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's 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 great. Uh, and in fact, the Milberger's Butterfly Garden here too. We included a a uh, passion vine. Lots of choices. No, yeah
11: can I buy passion vine uh like uh, the plant or do I need to find seeds or and the same with Queen, queen's crown do I need do they come in a plant or can I buy seeds or? they come in a plant
5: come in a plant now you can th- it- on may pops some of the passion vines you can find uh, the the seeds in fact the birds will will plant a, a lot of them in some neighborhoods uh, but the easiest thing of course is to get them plant, and on, and on passion vine, you can get some really nice, some plants with really nice flowers, too.
11: Well, I, I can remember on the passion vine that I would, after the four little uh, caterpillars would be stranded with nothing to eat, I'd transfer them over to a more robust plant. <laughs> I was a little obsessive a compulsive,
4: I'll admit. No, no kidding? Uh, <laughs> is, this, is this Liz of Luke and Liz?
11: Yes, it is. Hi, Jerry. That's what I thought. I
4: thought I recognized that voice after all these years. These are one of my original volunteers, Calvin. They were they were the young younger ones in the group. Now as, they're hiding time. from
5: you. They don't want to be rediscovered. When,
4: no, they they no, we, actually we sent we me their <laughs> email address. Oh. They want to join just, the They join the group again as the older members. Yeah, group. good. Exactly. We just moved back.
11: We haven't been here three weeks.
4: Okay. Well yes. we're we're glad to have you back. Yes, well, very I, much so.
11: I look forward to seeing you guys.
4: Good. And how's 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 Luke doing? Have you killed him yet or
11: Well not yet. I'm I'm still working on him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. we got, you know, like two hundred and thirty seven boxes to unpack before we can do anything else, so <laughs>
4: <laughs> Okay. Uh that's a good excuse.
11: Well
5: uh, with the uh, the heat heat like it is, uh, there's. It's hard to find an excuse outside, so you probably oh, yeah. have to unpack inside.
11: <laughs> yeah, well, most of them are in the garage, and let's talk about heat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, yeah. thanks for calling.
4: Good
11: thanks. to have you uh, back. Thanks, Liz.
2: Thank Bye-bye. All right, that'll free up a line at 308-8867, 308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866-308-8867.
4: Also in the group of... Uh, of uh, where am I looking? The uh, well, hot weather annuals. We talked about purslane and moss Road. the lantanas. Uh, you ang- see, you ang- calling them the annuals,
5: huh? Are you calling lantanas annuals? They they said it's it's li- uh, he listed them. Is that? that's annuals. Yeah, who's that, Neil? Oh yeah,
2: well maybe up there in
5: <laughs> you know. well, o- Oklahoma or someplace. What a shame
2: to have lantanas as annuals.
4: Angelonius. Yeah, and uh, they overwinter here too. What Angelonia is a little overwinter here in South Texas too. Yeah. Pentas, which you were talking about a while ago, uh, copper plants. I, I see a lot of landscapers uh, putting in p- copper plants now. Those, those things planted now, they give you a little bit of color in the in the. They they don't bloom. But uh, their foliage color is, is beautiful in, in the summer, but it is really spectacular in the fall. I remember when I first grew my copper plant, they turned red. That's why they call them copper plants. But uh, they're beautiful plants. So if you haven't tried copper plants, now they have to have a, I guess they have to have a sunny location. I don't know what they do in the shade. They'd grow, but uh, they probably wouldn't color as much. Uh, Firebush is listed, Uh, and then Gold Star Esperanza and Purple Fountain Grass. All will take hot weather. Uh, They're they're not necessarily all annuals, but uh, they'll all take uh, hot weather. Uh, Another question that we get begin to get at this time of the year is, uh, uh... or, or this is a good time to buy crape myrtles, uh, while they're in full bloom. So you can see the exact shades. And one of our, one of our write-ups in, uh, in our member newsletter is, is a question about, uh, people wondering why they every, all the other crape myrtles are blooming in town, uh, or but theirs is not. So, uh, so we were looking at what uh, what slows down crepe myrtle bloom, and uh, perhaps the number one that's that's on people's mind is if you topped it. In other words, if you pruned it back severely, uh, that delays the bloom, the first round of flowers.
5: Uh, of course, we always ask the question: Is it in the shade?
4: Yeah, that that was the number two. Uh, maybe it's in too much shade. Crave myrtles need full sun. They can tolerate a couple hours of shade. After that, however, production of flowers start to plummet as you, as you stir more and more shade into their lives. And they, they, they'll be much later to bloom. And third, of course, uh, one of the third things to consider is variety. There are 125 varieties of crape myrtles in the in nursery industry today. Some of them uh, regularly produce their first round of blooms in late April or early May. Others, such as the old popular uh, County Red. I think County Red came from Aldridge, right here in, uh, in in Bear County. Uh, don't bloom until mid to late July. So uh, you, you just have to be patient. Some of
5: those uh, new varieties, like 20 years ago, with the, the really like the bright reds right. and things, they really had a short bloom period too. Yes, I, I yes. think they've been re, the, the, the new new varieties with those colors have a much better bloom period. But if you got some of those some some of those varieties that snuck yeah. in, you. Uh, they have we, a real short season. And we've
4: gotten some a few questions on uh, what's the white substance on the uh, point on the crab myrtle leaves?
5: Mildew,
4: uh, and that's powder mildew, probably. Yeah. On some of those older varieties that don't have any uh, mildew resistance, so uh, that's why we recommend the hybrids for mildew resistance anyway.
2: Hey, let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867.
5: I'm glad it's not summertime, otherwise I'd be very hot. Oh, would you? Okay. Yeah.
2: No, not good. summertime yet. You wait a, wait a, it's going to be summertime when we're back here next uh, next, next week. weekend. All right, back in a moment, 308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. Milberger's Gardening South Texas has more coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Summer in San Antonio means color in San Antonio yards. How's your yard looking? Could it use a little bit of color? I can help you with that. How about a little bit of yellow? You need some? Let me tell you what I got. Come on over here. I got Thoralis on sale right now with its beautiful yellow flowers amongst the dark green foliage for just sixteen eighty eight in the three-gallon container. You cannot beat the beautiful gold star Esperanza. Its beautiful golden yellow bell shaped flowers are absolutely wonderful, attracting hummingbirds and butterflies, and you'll love it for just nineteen eighty eight in the twelve inch pot. Can I get you something in the purple, maybe? How about Vitex, Texas Lilac, also known as Mexican Lavender or Chase Tree? You've seen them blooming around San Antonio right now. And in the five-gallon container, they're just 16 88 And be sure to check out the Texas Star Hibiscus over at Millburgers with a profusion of red or white flowers that will bloom all summer, and it's 14 88 All these at Millburgers Landscape, Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road.
9: My entire career revolves around the intersection of the words time and money. Hi, Robin is of Big State Financial here to show you how to get more of both. You can add 20% day one to your retirement income value that's guaranteed against market losses. Think about it. A guaranteed 20% boost to your retirement income value could help you retire on your terms. Call me right now, 210-373-6000, and find out more. Time is money. Don't wait. This 20% bonus can change at any time. Call me now for your free retirement readiness review at 210-373-6000. Call and learn if you qualify for that 20% bonus. Time and money. An hour of your time could be worth a 20% boost to your retirement income. Day one. Big State Financial, 210-373-6000. Or visit us at bigstatefinancial.com.
11: we down to We like to keep it cool in the summertime. Just any pool won't do we go big time. Still the biggest
8: song. Still the one and only classic Always the high school is Always straight above Always the high school is the Always straight above Chilling in our swimming suits, cruising on in hint or two Grab a wave and ride, rides, time to get excited Big smiles every time you just can Everybody have a cool time always the high school is night always glitter night always the high school
0: is night don't pay change of water parks get discounted tickets at glitterbond.com
2: don't forget, next Saturday, June 24th, is one of Millburgers' free gardening classes, Birds of Prey at Millburgers. To reserve your spot for this free event, call 497-3760 or go to millburgernursery.com for more information. is Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. One more time, Calvin, tell folks again about the... um... Gardening Essentials class.
5: That's tomorrow from noon to 3 p.m. And, of course, it's sponsored by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas who do a lot of work with us. Um, And it's a great volunteer organization. But their speakers, uh, Luis Valdez, is going to speak at noon. He's going to talk about... uh, Growing Orchids in San Antonio. He's with the Alamo Orchid Society. And then uh, the second set of speakers are is, uh, Liz and Nick Campanella. Um, they, they have the business Uprooted Gardens, and they're going to uh, chat with people, describe how to the easiest way to uh, build a raised bed uh, so that you can have some success with vegetables and flowers in this uh, soil of ours that is so tough to deal with and the event is at the San Antonio uh, Garden Center 3310 North New Braunfels and it is again starts at noon finishes at 3 o'clock there's snacks available mm. and lots of information on uh, volunteer opportunities yeah. and uh, good information they appreciate if you can give a $5 um, donation but uh, no no charge if you want to attend and just get the information
2: yeah and it's fun uh, if you're interested in you know, we had, was it Liz that said they had come back to town? We have, yeah. We, we have people moving into San Antonio all the time. So um, if you're interested in gardening in San Antonio and want to incorporate both a social and a gardening aspect of it, gardening volunteers is a good way to do it. And, Huge potential for gardening in San Antonio. Oh, but, yeah.
5: But uh, there's a lot to learn, a lot of little tricks, and timing is so important. You right varieties. Uh, so the more you learn about it, the more you learn from others, more success you're going to have.
2: So it's tomorrow, garden center. What time start? Noon until 3 p.m. All right. Yes, sir. What you got there?
4: Uh, on the crape myrtles, we uh, one the one thing we finished. We talked about uh, after they have bloomed and shed their first flowers, they will set seed. So if you if you got a smaller tree, of course it's hard to do that with a great big tree, you can go ahead and cut those bloom stalks off uh, right below the blo- where the blooms were, and they'll, uh, new shoots will uh, bud and will appear quickly, and you'll get a second bloom. Uh, if the temperatures stay warm into the fall and you continue to remove the spent flowers, you may get a third or fourth bloom. So uh, that's a way to increase the uh, bloom bloom period of your crepe myrtle on, on the smaller one.
5: Now, if you come here to Millburgers, they've got almost all the varieties that are av- available, and they've got a neat um, posters that tell you about the colors, the ultimate size. The neat thing about crepe myrtles are you can get a size that fits exactly the space you got available, so you don't have to be pruning them all the time. And then it also tells you the capabilities, you know. You don't have to have a crepe myrtle that gets powdery mildew all the time. Right. And you can have some that have really uh, interesting bark. Oh, yeah. And And, the the uh, the trunks are pretty anyway. Some of them are a little, uh, I think generally aphids are tougher to predict how you're going to get aphids. But uh, they'll tell you all the characteristics of of the particular. Some of
4: them have fall color. Yeah, that's true I mean there's there's I, I've seen some just blood red in mm-hmm. the, in, in the falls
5: and of course the the, so most the number one thing time. is the, the bloom color lots of different choices on bloom color the nude bloom colors are really bright reds and purples yeah. and, and whites they're great
4: I want to look at well, us to look into the you're uh, an investigative horticulture and and see why we don't talk about mulching them. You know, the blooms are on new growth, and mulching uh, reserves water and keeps the weeds down and keeps yeah. competition down. I don't see why we don't mulch crape myrtles. Well, George, I'll have to ask some well, of the Yeah, what
5: time. Jerry was talking about was that uh, we we had, the way I remember, we had some problem with crape myrtles going into, back when we had real winters, Yeah, going into the winter Without hardening off, so they were susceptible. Uh, like the new, the, if it, the new growth started in the fall, yeah. it was susceptible to freeze damage. And so the idea was uh, don't don't mulch it, let it let the soil uh, dry out and be uh, warm up, and then they they'll harden off, and you'll have less growth late in the fall. But we're not sure. If that still makes sense, so we we'll have to explore. <laughs> we have to explore it a little further. There may be other reasons that we just yeah.
4: I, I can't imagine what they are. Also, we never talk about fertilizer fertility of crape myrtles. Now we now we talk about giving a little fertilizer well, in the spring. You and I but do. But since all the foliage, I mean, all the blooms are on new growth. Yeah, it looks like you just fertilize the heck out of them to get and, them. To and it form can be a pro-
5: problem. I think one of the big issues with crape myrtles is some of them just stop growing. Stop, yeah, we talked about we don't we we want them to harden off in the fall, but we want them we want to have some new lush growth during the the growing season and there are a lot of problems with plants that just sit there and uh, don't put new yeah. growth on. So fertilization may be a factor, watering quite often is a factor. And, and that's what would help with the yeah. water. And that's where a little
4: pruning sometimes will stimulate them, but so if you if you want to be part of our experiment, if you're planting new crepe myrtles, go ahead and mulch a three foot zone around them with a, a, a pine bark or something like that. And uh, I think they'll be easy to keep moist and uh, things like that. But of course, when you're planting, uh, as we say with all trees, a crepe myrtle is, is pretty drought tolerant. Yeah. Once it's established. But uh, when it is suffering under drought, it won't bloom. Of course, it 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 cuts down on its new growth. But uh, they're pretty pretty tough tree, and they're they're a uh, few plants can match the combination of spectacular summer flowers, colorful autumn foliage, and handsome sculptural sculpturable trunks of crape myrtle. I, I was gonna say I can't think of any plant that can can out bloom a crape myrtle. And you? Um,
5: I don't know. I'm, I don't. It's not my near favorite plant. as it? Is you, you really? Yeah. Like it. I think it's. I think it's a important plant for area landscapes and can. But I, the one, the the problem I have with it is the lack of attraction to wildlife. You know the it's not it's not We're a, doing a blooms Kevin. it's not a favorite it's not <laughs> a favorite uh, butterfly plant i guess butterflies go to it i just haven't seen a lot of it the bees go to it yeah and it's the seeds although we've had had some somebody was reporting that this uh, something was eating the seeds i can't remember what it was yeah
4: so. i remember that yeah.
5: vaguely but uh, so
4: but, so, but it's, it's, it's hard a, to beat
5: as far yeah, as blooming. Yeah, great plant. And a lot of choices in terms of size. And color. And fit fit every landscape situation you got, as long as it's in full sun.
4: I think it's the most versatile, blooming landscape plant we have. That's a quote for Jerry Parsons. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to bring it out of That's a me. great yeah, quote. Nothing. I can't think of anything that would be, be more competitive to that accolade yeah cut flowers oh listen at him he's picky i know it it's a tree yeah yeah it's all well
5: some of them are trees there's lots of uh, shrubby shrubs and ground covers that's true that's true so yeah it's yeah i certainly think it's one of the most versatile species booming plants wow
4: At
2: least I got something, didn't I? Yeah, you got versatile.
4: Uh, (laughs) 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 He'll think about it. Okay. He'll do an article. I I think you need to do an article about mulching crepe martins and and fertilizing crepe
9: martins. I I believe
4: if we fertilize them more and we mulch them.
5: We'll have to to explore why we came to that conclusion. It must have been 15, 20 years ago.
4: Oh, yeah, maybe 30 when the, when the first crepe myrtles came on the market, uh-huh. what, what were they? Natchez, uh, Tuscarora, which is my favorite at that time. But then we had a cold winter, but like you said. I bet that's where they came from.
5: Yeah, I think I, I think that's what the reason I was given. But what? you
4: you know Neil Spear, and he he's got a they've got a crepe myrtle arboretum almost up up around up in. Uh, up around where he lives, uh, close to Dallas, McKinney, uh, and they've uh, they've planted almost every known crape myrtle along the uh, parkways, along the parkways, and so they're they're evaluating them up there. So maybe maybe he'll know. Well, I'll, I'll drop him a note and see if he. But we've got a good article in this. Uh, uh, member newsletter which uh, they can either get by going to
2: Millburger Landgate
4: Nursery or come by the nursery and pick up a copy.
2: There you go. Alright, we're going to wrap it up for today. We want to thank everybody for listening. Of course, thank Al back at the station for doing a great job getting everybody on and uh, working with me and uh, fixing some stuff. So, thank you, Al. Alright, so uh, guess what? We're back here next Saturday and Sunday at Millburgers on the porch talking to you about gardening. So, be a part of the show. So, I'm going to be hot next Saturday. Yeah. So uh, It'll be summer next Saturday. Keep us cool by your calling us. We'll see you next Saturday and Sunday back here at Millburgers, right here on 9 30 AM. The answer